Hey there out there. You're deeply tuned in right now, man, to The Real People Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Ginsberg. If this is your second time downloading The Real People Podcast, I just want to say this. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thanks for coming back. Retention, man. I was really worried about it. The biggest like amount of fear and foreboding and anxiety I had with dropping a new project was that people would hate me forever and never listen to it again. So thank you so much for coming back. And if it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. We have a great guest this week and a great conversation. I think there's a lot to draw from it, and I can't wait for you to hear it. I'm trying to think of a way to start this podcast without introducing myself over and over again or thanking the audience over and over again. So I think what I'm going to do is Andrew's deep thought, just 30 seconds of me giving you my weekly deepest thought. My deep thought this week is about CAPTCHAs. You know CAPTCHAs, those fun little puzzles you get to complete when you're trying to advance to the next page in an online experience? It's really making me question whether I know what crosswalks are or traffic lights or bicycles or mountains. Am I the only one that keeps getting these things wrong? I do exactly what the puzzle says. It says identify all the crosswalks in the picture. I think I see four crosswalks. Turns out there was five crosswalks, and I can't get through. Just let me in on my fucking blog. If there's anything that CAPTCHAs have done for me, it's made me realize that I can't tell anyone with any real degree of certainty that I am, in fact, not a robot. Okay, I don't have a sponsor yet. And one day, this space right here is going to be filled with like 11 minutes worth of ads for Casper mattresses after I've sold out. But until that day comes, I'm just promoting charities that I think you should check out that are really cool. And in the spirit of this episode, I'm promoting thetrevorproject.org. The Trevor Project was founded in 1998 by the creators of the Academy Award-winning short film Trevor. The Trevor Project is the leading national organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people under the age of 25. So check them out if you want to. Alrighty, let's get this thing off the ground. Okay, so my guest today on the Real People podcast is Daria Fennis. During non-COVID times... Daria produces an extremely popular New York City drag and stand-up comedy show called Homecoming in Hell's Kitchen. I actually have never gone to the show because I'm a horrible friend. We talk about that. But I wanted to have Daria on and have a deep chat about producing the show and what it's like to produce a drag show in Hell's Kitchen. Um, we talked about how she was featured in a 2013 film called Concussion that's actually on Netflix right now. I watched it last night. And that permanently kind of changed Daria's life and her attitude towards things. We talked about doing drag in general friendships. We talked about relationships. We talked about marriage for quite a bit, which is funny because neither of us are married. And for the last 15 minutes, we talked about astrology. Daria is one of my favorite people in the world. I literally love her to death. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm excited for you to hear it. Let's bring on Daria Fitness. <laughs> you were my first friend in college. We went to college together. Your first friend in college? Or like, yeah. Oh, because you started get- that year? Well, because I commuted the first two years, oh, yeah, I yeah. drove around. And you and just I simply had, had no friends. <laughs> I had no friends because I lived at home. You uh, yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my same friends, but they were actually most of them were gone, too. So I had like one friend Yeah. in, in New Jersey where I grew up. Yeah. And then junior year, we met when we went to study abroad in London. Yeah, we met in London and grew up 10 minutes from each other. We met there in Heathrow Airport. Yeah. Yeah, like my crew, 
like I was with my crew, which was everyone, you know, and right. then and I was all by myself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I like have a visual of you walking up to our group, right? Because we were with like the the study abroad people from London who were like, yeah, they were all corralling us. And I remember yeah, all of yeah. us being with them, and then you like kind of just meandering up to us, and we were all just like Andy, <laughs> having never met you. Yeah, you called me Andy right off the bat, <laughs> which nobody had called me except my mom when I was seven years old. But it stuck. That became my name for all of college. <laughs> Andy, which I'm okay with. Like I, everybody likes Andy. Yeah, yeah. He's harmless. Yeah. He's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was just amazed. I was like, wow, it looks like New Jersey here. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, me too. The very, the very first thought that went through my head when we landed in London, we got into the car and um, Kings of Leon, that song was playing on the radio. <laughs> sex on yeah, fire. Yeah, <laughs> your sex is it's on fire. fire. And the first, my, my very first thought was, Oh wow, they have Kings of Leon here. Like, I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was expecting. We told each other secrets that night. When we, the very first night we met, we're at yeah. the Hobgoblin Bar in New Cross in London, and you said, "Tell me a secret." I I wish I remembered mine. Mine was probably shallow, and not. I was probably like, I still suck my thumb at twenty years old. I still <laughs> I still do at thirty one years old. So you still suck your thumb? Yeah, soothing. All right. I don't even realize when I'm doing it. I just do it when I'm really tired. Only when you're tired. Yeah, yeah. When I'm when I'm wide awake, I'm just sticking my thumb in my mouth, and I'm like, <laughs> I guess you're right. There is probably a you know, it's not the kind of thing you're just like doing it when you're, you know, in the middle of the work. <laughs> you're sitting at your desk. Blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not quite as grotesque as I just described it, but uh, well, no, I mean, that makes sense. It's like you know, it's like it kind of motions you to sleep. I when I was a kid, yeah. I was one of these kids, and this is a thing. I, like, read about this recently. Some kids do this, so it's going to make me sound crazy. But, like, I used to, like, like, get up and, like, smash my head into my headboard over and over again. What makes you think that that was not crazy? <laughs> because I, I mean, my parents told me lots of kids did it. And, and Your parents were lying it's like, to you. <laughs> the rocking motion. I... I, maybe smash was a big word, but the rocking motion I used to put me to sleep. All right. And I, but I was like, my dad was like, he was telling me this actually last week. He was like, it was loud though. We'd hear you just like, psh, 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 smashing the headboard. I can't even imagine what your parents were thinking. They're like laying in bed and they're like, this is, we just got to tell them it's normal. They're like, this guy's rock and roll. That's what they were thinking. We've got a good kid. He's oh going to be cool. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, the reason I even brought that up is because I still, like when I'm falling asleep, I don't. I don't smash my head against the headboard anywhere. Obviously, I'm, I'm an adult. Oh, I grew out of that. Oh. I grew out of that like a year, I grew out of that like in my late twenties. Like. But uh, <laughs> but but now I I I tap, always tap my foot aggressively as I'm falling asleep. Like okay, that's okay. like the metronome kind of puts me out. Yeah, I get that. Do you really? Because you seem like you think that's crazy. <laughs> too. I, I'm trying to be understanding, you know. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, I well, I mean, and like every like. The times I've had like relationships where like first people sleep <laughs> sleep over and stuff. You're like, I gotta fall asleep. I gotta smash my foot in time with the rhythm of the universe. Would you rather what, you me do the head? That? <laughs> <laughs> don't make me start smashing my head against the board. All right, this this is a trade off. So I, I, all that to say is we all do things to, to fall asleep. I'm thirty, gonna be thirty two. 
Yeah, what is the what is that even? It's over. Yeah. It's <laughs> you it's can't done. celebrate any more birthdays. Sorry. No, I gotta wish I gotta kinda wish that they pretend they're not happening, sort of. Yeah. No, getting older is the best, please. I like getting older, don't get me wrong. But I don't want to be like, I'm 32, like everybody else. Come out, yeah. Come out. Yeah. I had my quarantine birthday. It was lovely. What'd you do? It was ideal. It was like nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't work, but I. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I baked (laughs) some bread, some rolls. We made some buffalo chicken sandwiches for lunch. Like, it was just around eating. I mean, what else can you do, right? The bread baking seems like it's been a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I did get into it. Yeah. You're a bread baking person? Yeah, I just made two loaves. Oh, yeah, I sent you them, yeah. Oh, that's right. You show me pictures of the loaves. Yeah. So what is that? Why is everybody baking bread now? Um, You got time. Like, you need time for bread because it needs to it needs to rise for hours. <laughs> like, where else that's are the, going? That's the part that takes a long time? The rising? Yeah. Do you think this has always happened at other pandemic times in history? Like, it's like, we're home. Let's make some bread. I mean, I feel like the last pandemic, like, people made their bread all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how bread you got bread back in the oh, in the first one. Like yeah, in nineteen oh eight, they were already like, "We yeah. need bread. We have to make it from scratch." Oh, because but, it, there was no such thing as sliced bread yet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They were already making it. It's like Shakespeare when he was in because he was alive during the bubonic plague. You know. Yeah. He 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 said, "I can't go to restaurants. They yeah. don't exist. Exactly. They haven't been invented yet." Exactly. <laughs> no, he was at home baking bread and like writing stuff, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the best plays I ever saw was last year when we saw Midsummer's. <laughs> that was good at the Globe Theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome play. It was incredible. That was a great night. It was incredible. It I was, was like, really I'm going to leave during intermission beforehand. And I was like, I'm not leaving. I love it so much. No, it was. <laughs> do you get? Do you feel as someone who you like not used to? She probably still wants to act, right? Like we're both like wanted to be actor kind, yeah. kind of people. Mm-hmm. And like, do, when you see people on stage, do you just kind of like? burn with like oh i would do anything i just want to be doing this so badly i have anything to do this yes especially that that it seemed so fun there was so much movement there was so much like i don't know color to it it seemed just really fun and energized and yeah i miss that so much whenever i see anybody on stage doing anything i'm just like oh i wish that was me (laughs) i know same get out there so much where did did that when did that uh have you been like that your whole life like, when did that no. start for you? Were you always a theater kid? No. no. No, I did the shows when I was, like, younger. Middle school, I was, like, in them. Um, but yeah. I, I sang so poorly, and I was embarrassed of it. So I stopped. Um, but then I was always stage managing. So I was always backstage. Um, mm. And I really find my life, like, behind the scenes. That's where I yeah. love. I love, like, put it, like, uh, organizing everything and telling everyone what to do. That's what I'm yeah. all about. Do you still do that stuff? Um, just the one, just the one show. Your show in the city. Yeah, yeah, my show in yeah. the city. Yeah, yeah, you should. I don't know why I said it like that. Oh, just your show in the city. Just my in show New York. in the city, in New York City. Yeah. Let's let's talk about your show a little bit. Yeah, um, it's a drag and comedy show. It's called Homecoming. I feel like I want to plug it, but you can't. Right? No, there's, it's, it's not like, happening right now. <laughs> I was like trying to set you up for a plug, and it happens every Sunday, but it doesn't. No, and it but never it w- did. You would know if you had ever been. Um, <laughs> we've been doing it for two years, but um. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just a bad friend. Yeah. I wanted to come. Yeah, I that's know. fine. Yeah. Um, no, I know. I'm, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really am. It's like one of my like like honestly one of my most sincerest regrets is not going. No, to the show. you'll see it mid 2022. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll see it then yeah um no but it's just really fun um it's like um people who do drag which is just basically lip syncing and drag and 
the fiercest outfits and makeup and get-ups and um, some lip-syncing music or lip-syncing, like, uh, characters from shows and stuff or movies. It's really fun. And then um, we also had stand-up comedians on every nice. show as well. Yeah. Is it a uh, is the drag part of it a competition? Like, do you vote no. on the best one? Oh, okay, okay. No. Um, and I think that's part of... Um, part of the uh, the values of the show it's called homecoming because we wanted people to feel at home um, <laughs> we wanted yeah. people we our first performers had never done drag before but it was something that they were really interested in um mm -hmm. in trying or maybe they had done it like once or twice but um we wanted to give a platform for people who wanted to try it out we had so many first-time drag queens on our show uh, wow who've done the show multiple times now and do drag elsewhere and um it's a lot of shows I'm, and I'm sure, you know, from being in like the comedy circuit here, it's, yeah. it, you have to have a lot of experience or you have to show that you've done other things. And, yeah. um, I mean, that's the constant struggle in, in the industry anyway, that I've always had too, is like, how can you get experience if no one's willing to give you the opportunity to get experience? So I know you just have to start somewhere. Exactly. Um, and it was great. I mean, I always find that the people who are doing it for the first time um, have so much energy and are so excited and put so much into it. Like that's, it brings out the best. That's really cool that you gave people a, a platform to a venue to do something for the first time like that, like that you called for that. Yeah. I actually didn't realize that since I never came to it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's really cool though. I mean, like, so did these people, did that like open them up? Does that a gateway to some sort of like like maybe they kept doing it or discovered something about themselves through that, you know? Oh yeah. There's, um, there's a bunch of the Queens who did our show who are continuously doing drag and who have done it on different shows. And I mean, Jose, our, our friend is, yeah. the, is, um, my co-producer and one of my good friends. Um, and he never, he did drag like once or twice before we started doing the show and <laughs> he yeah. just but you know him he like belongs he was born with a microphone <laughs> yeah. in his hand he's really good at like talking <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, like, and he's like a born stage presence type exactly of exactly yeah. so it kind of just land it just made sense for him it was very natural and um and you can see his journey from the first show even just his yeah. makeup is like insanely better <laughs> if you compare yeah. it um do you like and, try out different characters and stuff like that? Is like, yeah, um, yeah. Jose in particular would have different characters, and he would dress up as like specific characters that we know from like, uh, like he would be Linda from Spot from Bob's Burgers, um, oh. and different like kind of niche characters, but also his own characters as well. Um, and a lot of them did that too. Yeah. Where and I don't think we talked about this, but where is the show? Like, what's the name of the venue? Um, so we were at Bar 9 pretty much yeah, monthly, which kitchen. is in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Um, weirdly, the straightest bar in Hell's Kitchen. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you had a birthday there, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> exa exa exactly. The straightest bar <laughs> the in Hell's straight. Kitchen. That's that's how I chose it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did have a birthday um, there. That's true. Yeah. Um, but then we also did like a quarterly show. So every three months at the Slipper Room, um, okay. which is like a burlesque kind of performance space which was much better for for, for our show um and yeah. for our queens to be able to really express themselves and like you know get to see some butts and stuff so oh, okay yeah well they, did they censor, censor you or something at bar nine like yes it, yes yeah? they did yeah they're like too much butt for bar yeah. nine yeah exactly <laughs> really they were like we are the straightest bar in health kitchen there's no butt allowed get these hairy butts off our stage <laughs> 
but you're making us money, so keep coming. <laughs> well, how? Oh, that's well. That leads me to my next question. I mean, how yeah. do you? I mean, when I when I when I when you started the show, I was living in California. Just in my defense, that's part of the reason why it took me so long to maybe never see a show. But yeah, I get but it. when I, did I, you, when did you move here? Oh, a while ago. <laughs> I came. I've been back for a while. I'm a bad friend. I admit it. But but you started it then. Before I left, you did. You didn't have a drag show in Hell's Kitchen. How did yeah. you? Uh, how did that happen? How did that start? Would you walk into bars and be like, "You want to make some money"? Yeah, I walked in. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> no." Um, so Jose, Jose, and I have lived together for like uh, six years, um, and Yikes. at the time we were living together, and he was trying out drag for the first time and was loving it. And we've always been very supportive of each other. But anyway, I was in my like big Tinder days, um, big Tinder, uh, Bumble, her, OK wow. Cupid, on all of them. You know, oh, you're on all of them. I never oh, heard yeah. of her. No. Her, well, it's a lesbian. <laughs> Why would she? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. But yeah, I was going out on dates. Like it was more about at that point, uh, quantity over quality for me. And <laughs> and I went out with this girl, and she worked at Bar Nine, and she was like, "Yeah, I work Sunday doubles, and they're so slow." And I was like. Well, I've got a proposition for you. I know we just met, but... <laughs> this was the first date? <laughs> it was literally the first date, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, of course. I'm always talking shop, trying to network. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always trying to network, make a little cash, get the show going. That's you, baby. My brain was just like, huh, well, if it's slow on a Sunday, maybe we could do a brunch drag. Yeah. And so I just brought... I was like, my roommate just got into drag, and like, I know he would love to host a drag show um maybe that's something that could bring people into your into the bar and um and then she asked her managers and they were like uh this is the straightest bar in hell's kitchen what is drag exactly is that (laughs) is that like football sunday or is it it the nfl ticket we literally (laughs) had to change every time football came around because we had to change uh to saturdays Um, oh really yeah you see a bunch of bros walk in with like yeah I almost tried to name a football team just now. I was like Broncos jerseys or something. I and they're like, oh, we must be team. in the wrong bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they were like, if you can bring in money, sure. Um, so, yeah, they agreed to it. And then we we pr- literally had the show probably like a month later or so. And, um, and they loved it because it was packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made more money, and uh, so then we just continued, and we were doing it for two years in this February. And February was our last show before all of this. So, I mean, it was it was really popular. I remember um, it was so popular that I remember seeing people independent of you, wow, Instagramming it on my Instagram stories. Like I'm wow. at the best drag show, seriously in the city. Like, I, and I I saw people, and I was like, wow, this is this is Darius' show. So it was pretty, po- yeah. and, and Jose's show, so it was pretty popular. Yeah. yeah. Jose's definitely the uh, the star of it. Um, I, I'm more so in, like, the background. But it's really fun. And sometimes I reflect, and I'm like, wow, um, because I, both of us want, want to be out there and want to be acting and, like, want to work on creative things. And sometimes I reflect, I'm like, wow, like, if I had told my younger self that I would have, <laughs> that I'd be, like, producing a, sh- a live show in New York City every single month. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have believed it. Um, so in the moment, yes. I, I definitely take it for granted. But but you did a lot of cool stuff, though. For for someone who didn't really like, you're like, yeah, I, I kind of wanna like, you know, like you were in a movie, <laughs> like a real yeah. movie. Remember yeah, that? Was. It's on Netflix. You can still watch it. What was the movie? 
The movie it's, was called. Um, you got this. Oh shit! <laughs> Not the Will Smith one. Same name. Oh, that's right. That's right. Men in Black Two. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What was it called? Uh, concussion. Concussion. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a very like queer lesbian centric film. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah. You kissed a girl in the movie. That's right. Um, and shortly yeah. after, I came out. So it was a big catalyst for me. Um, was it? <laughs> it kind of was yeah. in a way. Um, I'll, I can explain why. Um, so. When I when we filmed it, I was like 22 and I was very shy and uncomfortable, which worked really well for my character. But um, I made out with the the lead actress in it in a scene multiple mm-hmm. times for like hours. <laughs> and at yeah. that moment, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is something. <laughs> yeah. um, but then it got picked up and it went to Sundance in 2013. Um, you know, highlight of my life, big mountain time for me. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, yeah. People, like, people dream about like you just said like if you if you kind of step back you're like wow i was in a movie that went to sundance yeah like i got to go to sundance for a film that i was in i know it's kind of crazy it's um it's definitely a highlight i think for the rest of my life it's gonna be up there but um yeah yeah a lot of the people who worked on the show were queer women and they were all like adults (laughs) (laughs) um so it was the first time they they were comfortable in their own shoes yeah and it was the first time i saw like um women couples older couples living their Mm. life just like being married and and i was like oh like that is a reality it's not something i really experienced before or witnessed so it really opened it opened my eyes and i was like oh all all these things i've been pushing down for the majority of my life (laughs) about being queer where um it it just kind of uh yeah was it was a huge catalyst for me to come out i i came out a few few months later after that trip i just seeing it like just seeing how like the possibility of what you your future self when you're old i guess kind of like you you were able to visualize it yeah it was so normalized i think that was a huge aspect of it um you know growing up you're just conditioned to think like, uh, yeah, I'm meant to be with a, I'm meant to be a wife to a husband. And like, that's, I'm going to bear babies and that's my life. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, um, and just realizing like, Oh no, there's different routes I can go down. And I had, yeah. I had attraction to women for like, it's since I had attraction to anyone, but I always was like, I can't be gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That was my take on it was like, not, I can't be, other um (laughs) is what i felt um yeah but my sexuality is very fluid like i don't really care what how anyone identifies like i'd be open to anyone however Mm. whatever gender they identify as i don't i don't really mind um as whatever however we connect is most important to me um but that's taken a long time to get to that point and yeah i can imagine yeah you know undoing (laughs) those things like the like, I mean, I mean, even I wrestle with it, you know, even from a, um, just from my perspective, like trying to undo like my own like sort of ignorant notions of things and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. And I consider myself obviously like a pretty, pretty in tune guy, you know, like I, I, I listen. But uh, I, even my own like I have my own like in my own head, you have your own like things that like, you're so you're so like tablo rasa when you're growing up and it's, it's all just kind of impressed. You realize as you get older, like how much is like robotically being spit out of your brain like software exactly it's conditioning we're all conditioned to think a certain way and to be a certain way and toxic masculinity particularly is really uh, yeah it's really tough um can you uh what what exactly is toxic masculinity um i don't know that i should be the one to be like this is definitively 
I'm what not saying is, definitively. Yeah, what, but, what, 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 what's an idea of it, though? I mean, I um, have an idea of it. That, like, you can't express your emotions or you're a pussy or even just the, like, the term man up or be a man about it. Or that you're yeah. you're meant to be strong and you're meant to, your role in society is to take care and be the breadwinner and, um, yeah. and like, those exist for a reason. <laughs> it's yeah. Not well, a great reason. <laughs> I mean, I can relate to that. You know, I think that the roles thing is really something that we've had to undo, like our generation. And then yeah. the kids that are younger than us are doing a lot better job than our generation of like undoing like that. I mean, like you said, it's an, imp- it's, it's just impressed upon you. Like, but I think like, I never like, uh, okay. It's like two, it's like two things. It's like, I never felt the pressure to be like, like I have to be a manly man and I must be like the primary breadwinner in some family unit. But when I say felt the pressure or then, but then also like experienced it, it's like two different things. Like, I don't know how to like, like basically like in the back of my mind though, I think I did for a long time was like, fuck, I got to get my shit together and be a man. Right. You know what I mean? There is that thought in the back of your head. And I did feel like even as um, like, I know it's not exactly the same, but even as a kid, like a, like you know, like a like a theater kid, you know, like like a sensitive theater kid. When I was a yeah. kid, I felt some sort of level of like, this is probably pretty disappointing for my family. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, you know, like a little bit, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, or like you're gay. <laughs> yeah, like this is pretty gay yeah. because like uh, because, it, it, but it's it's just it's just you know you know like my dad was a um, star athlete when he was in high mm-hmm. school. Yeah, yeah. You know, like captain of the football team greatest could throw a football right now across an entire football field right you know and i had never once had an interest in that <laughs> but and so i i think i i can relate in that way where i was like Definitely. well it's i want to be who i am and I, and I was always like you know you've known me for since 10 years i was always kind of <laughs> like well fuck it we'll be whoever we want to be but um i do think that in the back that throbbing in the back of your mind is what that means to me it's like how do you undo that absolutely yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i don't think we would be as close as we are if you weren't like sensitive and (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, like um (laughs) an open person um i think just being open to to not having to live those ideals or those expectations is really just important and i think a lot of people in our generation especially the generations younger than us uh they're they're undoing a lot which is good yeah they they are and you know i wrestled with like um like i mean you, like, like i felt a pressure until like probably like three or four years ago that i like uh, that i wasn't really aware of that i was like i like have to like be in some sort of like monogamous nuclear relationship mm-hmm. And then, like, at some point, I'll have to, and I know it's not the same as, like, maybe, like, sexuality necessarily, but it is a role. Like, I was like, I'll have yeah. to move to the suburbs. <laughs> and I'll, ha- I'll, you know what I mean? Like, I really felt this, like, at some yeah. point, this is going to, it took me a while to, to it really did, like, to have, like, a, a, a moment where I, the first time I, like, told my parents, which was, like, only, like, a year ago, where I was like, I just want you to know, I'm never going to give you, like, grandkids. Like, that's, that's like, not mm-hmm. ever going to happen for you. Yeah. Like I'm I'm serious about this now. Like I like don't want to get married and have kids. And I, I don't want to move to the suburbs. And I you know, like that that in itself is like an undoing of like it is still kind of how it's it feels like kind of abnormal still it, to me. That's a hundred percent an undoing of like the expectations that people have set for you, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. I almost got kind of emotional thinking about it like because it was kind of like like i felt i was like i'm gonna have to explain to my parents one day that because you know your mom would always be like where's my grandkids what am i gonna do like i'm gonna die alone with no kids 
And you do. You're like, well, there's 7 billion people on the fucking planet. Why can't I just try to be a comic? Who cares? Exactly. On this <laughs> horrible planet as well. Like. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. So, yeah, you have to. That's really, um. I don't know. I guess I kind of took that on in a different direction from what you said. But that's no. uh, it's, it's, it's very, very brave of you and interesting that you that you went through that. And probably continue to undo that right like you have to i'm sure it doesn't stop it's an ongoing process of undoing yeah for sure there's so much that needs to be undone i mean it's constant right yeah it's constant. do you find like like do you find that once because i feel like once you start doing that like start undoing the sort of impressions of like what made you who you are that you kind of start to look at things like everything and then you're like do you find like you're like wow why why am i robotically doing this like sometimes i'll still realize things you know like man i'm still like yes like it's so much work yes <laughs> it is it's an everyday like realization like you have to sit back and kind of understand why you're going in the direction you're going is it because you want to or is it because it's ex- it's expected of you yeah or you just or are you being guided you know by unseen forces right you know right yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing to wrestle with. I mean, how do you how do you how do you stay engaged with that every day? Like, I don't know. What do you I do? Don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you tune out sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you got to. Um, yeah. But I mean, I watch a lot of things and a, um, a lot of um, TV. <laughs> and I, I mean, a lot of my interests skew to like my own self. <laughs> I watch yeah. and read all queer things. So um, I don't know. Um, and I, I just keep an open mind. I try not to judge myself too harshly or when I have one of those like conditioned thoughts come to my brain, I try to examine it and yeah. think about it a little bit further. Like, oh, like even being in an, um, a gay relationship um, and thinking about like kids and marriage, marriage in particular, yeah. right? Right. Um, so do I want to get married? Because that is what I've always thought as a growing up that's what I'm meant to do at this point okay I can accept that I will get married to a woman right Mm -hmm. but then what is the meaning of the actual marriage now it's a great (laughs) honestly Daria it's a great question that I wonder all the time um I would like you to continue that thought but I want to interject that yeah please as a straight person and like, look, I'm not taking anything away from any anybody. My friends that are listening that got married. I just want to like, kind of be clear about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cool. Same, same. You know, same. like I think that's cool. I think that's wonderful if yes. people do that. Yes. Well, it's just my personal, my personal feeling on it. And I don't say this from a place of cynic. Is like to me, it's like if you want to be like woke, <laughs> like a <laughs> like like start with start. Un, let's undo this idea that like this is what a community is. You know, like this yeah, is what a community yeah. is. Like two. So, okay, so I, for myself, I'm like, well, I'm not religious. You know, I don't believe in any of that stuff. I don't care about sacraments. And so I'm not going to get married because to me it's, a, it's, an, it's an outdated sort of ideal. And uh, it's not the way, uh, you know, I see things. But, but then for gay rights, mm-hmm. it's like, but you, like, you know, I have, I mean, I have a lot of gay friends. I've talked to this about, you know, it's like, do they want to get married? Mm-hmm. Like, why? I get it's like freedom the freedom to do it, which everybody deserves. If you want, you should right. be able to do anything you want to fucking do. I right? want to be I like th- the straights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. We should all be able to have the equal right to do this thing. 
What's the motivation? Yeah. Is it just, right. what, can you, what do you think? Like, I don't know if you know, but what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I yeah. would say like my personal biggest motivation is like being able to like, get into the hospital if, if my partner is sick. <laughs> like, that's so I, health insurance? I, <laughs> like, or like to be able to visit them, you know, you can't visit unless your family or um, all these things or um, yeah. if I, yeah, but also insurance. Like if I lose my job, like last year I had to get a new job and it was a really stressful time and it was like, um, what if my new job doesn't have good insurance? Like we discussed getting a domestic partnership in case that, <laughs> in case it came down to that because of insurance. Like really? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't I don't foresee myself I could see myself getting married for like the benefits of it, right? For like Yeah. Which is also fucked up that that well, you know, in, it's all tied into that, right? Well it's all systemic. That's kind of what I was kind exactly. of alluding to. Exactly. It's, a, it's it's like part of the the system and like I don't I've had this reoccurring notion lately that like I don't know. Is it possible? Could you imagine a world again? Not to just hate on marriage. I'm sorry that I'm like, just, like <laughs> no, I'm bashing marriage. I've officiated. <laughs> I've officiated four weddings. And all our friends who got married, like you go, girl. Like so yeah, happy for you. Like very happy love for it. you. But yeah. But the question I want I ask myself now that it doesn't doesn't look like it's gonna happen. I, I've been more kind of fascinated with the notion of like, could two people just kind of like be together and then recommit to be with each other every single day? And then like 50 years go by and then you say, I can't believe I've been, we've been together for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that more attainable than like getting the government involved and then being like, we will be together yeah. no matter yeah. what. Exactly. You know, like, I don't know. That's so much stress. It's Why? so much stress. And then when you're married, you're like, well, I mean, it's so much easier to break up. Right. And then, but right. then if you're married, you're like, well, now we have to fucking get divorced Divorced. and then you're divorced and then people look at you differently and it becomes like a whole fucking thing it's a whole taboo another 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 side of that systemic coin yes exactly so blow the whole thing up sort of is kind of where i'm at it's like and i'm not saying like don't have monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. but maybe there's another way to think about it that's all it just seems like something that we're taught it doesn't seem like it's a natural occurrence that's all yeah i really love like the i the thought of partners and how you're just getting through life together and you're there for each other but do you need like the the uh affirmation from the government that, you, that you're gonna be doing it like, <laughs> and i'm sure if we if we had married people on the show which i inevitably will yeah they'll give you a different perspective and honestly i, I know i'm joking around like i've a fish like i have officiated and yeah. I, I see like how genuine what, yeah. what it really means to people like yeah. I, you know I'm, I'm half just kind of like yeah. you know ranting or whatever but they should make it illegal for everybody to get married. <laughs> yeah. But then are you even equal? Like, the Supreme Court literally just passed <laughs> that, like, we have rights. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I know. I know. It's so crazy. And they're... It's so crazy. Hanging out by a thread with, uh, you know, a current situation. So it's like... Yeah. I probably will get will get married, too. I think it's just, like, a show of commitment of sorts. Um, to me, it's like a showcase of love. I'm a hopeless romantic, too, so... Yeah, the, like the showcase of your, how much you love your partner and being in love together is is really sweet. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, of course, like everybody feels that at weddings, you know, and it's easy to yeah. rant and rave on the outside. But exactly. Like, and who am I to talk? I haven't been in a real relationship in like a decade, so what do I know? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know it's really weird that I'm in one for a couple of years now. It's bizarre to. Uh, yeah, to it's be. cool. Good for you. I'm happy. I mean, because we used to be the same in that where we, yes. that's what we would talk about is how we're both not in. Yeah. We're not, we're just like never, well, we, when I was younger, I used to really want to be in a serious relationship. Yeah. And then I would just kind of like not be, but, uh, yeah. 
but like now you've 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 entered into the a different tier of into like success successful relationship. Yeah. It's amazing. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's such a difference. I mean, like people I've dated in the past, it was like so tumultuous and and you you just like don't know the person really or don't know what to expect from them. But like being with someone who's just uh uh just a loving person is so different where you just kind of respect each other it's it's literally yeah. basic respect and care <laughs> yeah so those are the principles for a successful relationship you'd say i mean i don't know i've been in yeah. i've been in a relationship for two years and we and i'm asking like a complete fucking robot that i, I literally <laughs> i literally so what, what would you say are the successful principles for a because i i'm like taking notes <laughs> so i think it comes trust down, <laughs> it comes down to the two people more than yeah. anything like is there a chemistry a real unnatural unspoken subtle thing um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's like, to me, it's more about the commitment to caring and to yeah. having respect, um, more than anything. I, I can remember my arguments with my exes and they were just always so horrible and mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my <laughs> arguments with Gwen are like, they're very careful caring. Even when we yeah. argue, we're very much concerned about each other's feelings in the moment. Um, that's really nice yeah and we apologize and we are we sit back and like kind of take it in and it's just such a difference it's crazy i never never expected to be in a relationship like this ever yeah where it's just easy it should feel easy there's no work right it should feel easy there's some work there's work but it's like you both are willing to put in the work that's great i mean we because we came from we were came from like a very like i think we were idealizing like notions that probably aren't real yes. like, grounded in like, especially when we were in college or younger, like, yes. you know, it's like you have this concept of what you think you should be the yes. kind of relationship you should be in and the kind of people you should be with. And yes. I'm sure like, you know, based on what I've learned from um, watching TV shows and movies, it's, it seems like, it seems like that's not exactly what real relationships are. Like. I was actually just going to say that because I think you and I always have this in common where we like, always wanted these kind of experience to feel like ethereal and like, yeah. And like movie moments and like have mm. these like, like we're actor people. Exactly. <laughs> and like, and we feel strongly, we feel deeply and we want things to be like dramatic and, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, always, I don't know. I just being under the stars and watching, you know, the moon together. Like that's mm-hmm. just like what your relationship is. <laughs> right. And it's not sustainable. No. Uh, or, you know, if one person continues to act like that, it's guaranteed to become weird. <laughs> exactly. Like, can, you, can you fucking relax <laughs> and you stop just with the moon? Chill? But there's so much of a, like, in my experience, I can only speak for yeah. myself, but so much of sure. my, my long-term relationship is mundane. Like, yeah. it's mundane, but it's someone I want to be mundane with. Right, right, right. Uh, you enjoy the the day, the, the doldrums of the day make it make it worthwhile. That's probably. right. That's Little right. micro moments. Like, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, like, another thing that you kind of just have to undo is just realize that, like, real relationships aren't like that. I mean, I'm joking yeah. around for, like, I've been in relationships before. Like, I'm, jo- uh, I'm, joking where I, I'm joking where I say <laughs> I haven't been. I haven't been in a long time, though, you know. Um, when I met you, I'd just gotten out of, like, a very long-term <laughs> <laughs> yeah school. and that that's kind of the, you know what i mean i was yes, a kid yes I, I i dated the same girl from when i was 14 mm-hmm. to when i was 20 yeah but i don't consider that like an adult relationship but half of it was my parents dropping us off at the mall you know there was no yeah i would have loved so. that though i like <laughs> i would have loved or, oh. no, no. <laughs> i wanted to be in a relationship so bad when i was in high school yeah well when i was in high school 
when I was in the relationship, I mean, I was in high school. I wanted to, like, you know, deep down, I wanted to party. <laughs> and, you know, and so that's why I kind of acted out when I got older. I was like, I'm free now. <laughs> go, 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 to Lo- <laughs> go to London. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like that, was it? See, it's like, it's all in my head, man. It's like, it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't. It was a lot of crying and a lot of <laughs> writing songs and poems. Writing poems and, and songs. <laughs> Not playing football with my dad. It was, it was just a lot of poems. It really was. Yeah. But I don't know. But then, like you mentioned, though, you get older and like I have like way less of an appetite for that now. Yeah. Like, I would never want to. Do, like, who needs that? No. You know, I don't want. I don't want to do that. It's so much energy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just too much. I like. All I I, I kind of say this to my friends like all I'm looking for another person now I'm not really looking for a relationship in general but all I'm looking for another person now is someone I could just kind of sit around with like not talking an incredible amount to. It's amazing. It's incredible. You know, it's just like we're here. Yeah. That would be great. We're together. Mm-hmm. We have plans on Friday night always. Yep. <laughs> Get an Airbnb somewhere we could travel, but I, I don't I don't really want to talk about everything all the time anymore. Exactly. It's really nice. Except unless like... it's on the air to all my friends and coworkers to hear. Otherwise I'm not really That's interested right. in talking. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no. That's exactly right. I don't know, man. Getting older is weird. It is. It is. You said you like it though. You said this is the best. I like it. Um, you know, I just feel more sure about myself and that's yeah. a huge that's a huge thing. I mean, I was I mean, I feel like many people <laughs> very insecure a lot of mm-hmm. growing up and um trying to fit in and trying to also go unnoticed <laughs> at the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> now you're kind of free though. You're doing your own thing. You're on your own path. That's right. That's right. And, and that feels good, you know, like this uh I knew this this uh, woman named Erin in San Francisco. She mm-hmm. was my coworker. She was somebody I worked with, but we were pretty good friends. Yeah. And she she sent me a letter on my thirtieth birthday, and I'll, I'll just never forget it. And I haven't talked to her probably since I left San Francisco. So it's been years probably since I talked to her. But mm-hmm. uh, she sent me a letter, an email on my thirtieth birthday, and the last line was like, "What you're gonna love about your thirties is thirties are the uh, era where you really just go for it." Yeah. And and I didn't know what that meant, but I think kind of what you're saying is like that's what it reminds me of. It's like you you just kind of figure out the path that you're on already and you just kind of go for it. Yeah. You, just, you don't care anymore about all the others, about, about anything else, you know? Right. You don't care so much about what people think. You don't care so much about following some sort of path that you're meant to take. It, yeah. It just, I think when we're younger and I'm, I'm really hoping it's changing with like generations younger than us because they have way more access than we did to other people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, that we're finding our, our own unique ways to to get through life and to figure it out and go down our own paths. And it's like I said before when I was talking about telling my like telling my parents like I'm I'm like I when I decided that it would be okay for me to spend the next twenty years kind of dicking around in New York City and like tr- doing my stand up comedy at night. Yeah. And I don't have and I didn't have to stop. Like when I accepted that, I was like, "This is awesome." Now I love life again. You know what I mean? It's the pressure yeah. we put on ourselves. It's like weird. Exactly. I I can remember <laughs> like friends or even myself coming up with like when I'm when I'm 25, I'm going to be yeah. married by 27. I'm going to have my first kid by this that, and I'm like at 31, I don't have any of that, and I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the 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 pain of it, like what drags you down, is the thought that you might have to, like I. I've, I tell I say this every time I'm at a party to start talking about kids. I'm like, again, very happy, to, very happy for any of my friends that are having kids. Of yes, course, yes, yes, yes. And like, there's certain kids that I, I like, I like a lot when I meet the kids. So yes. like, of course, but like, 
I always, like when I was 16, 17, 18, if, if the thought of, 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 of like a woman saying I'm pregnant, like the thought of it was like the worst. I was like, my whole life would be ruined. And as you get older, that kind of starts to change, I noticed mm-hmm. in my friends. But for me, today, the feeling <laughs> is the same. I'm like, oh my God, pregnancy, that would, that would really... <laughs> I would really fuck everything up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. when I noticed that that wasn't going away, I was like, I have to think about a different, I have to really accept who I am and what I want to do. Like, AKA don't want children. Maybe. Or I just don't see how they fit in to the plan. But what, <laughs> but what plan are you talking about? We're just talking about like dis, the destruction of plans. Yeah. That's what I mean. Well, to my, my plan for my life, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. my personal, the plan yeah. that's inside me yeah. since I was born. But it could change. Could it change? I don't think it can change, no. That's fair. I mean, maybe. I'm according to my palm, this, uh, a friend of mine read my palm a few weeks back. Yeah. And she said, I, and I think about this like literally every since. So it was really <laughs> one of those nights where my friend uh, Sylvia, she was over here. And, uh, and I bought this. You were there. I was yeah. When we were in London last September, I bought yeah. that weird hand where you can read palms. Yeah. And, uh, and so we got drunk one night, and she was like, Let's, let's, let's do your fucking reading. Let's read it. She was like, I can do it. I'll follow the manual, you know? And she, like, holds my hand out. And you can see, like, in my hand, she's like, oh, yeah. She's, she's like, reading it. She's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, so you're on, like, one path for a long time. Oh, first thing she says is your, your, your lines are deep. You're going to live to be, like, 85 years old. Nice. That's the first thing that she says. Nice. The long life, long, happy life. No kids. <laughs> she said no kids, no marriage. Nice. She's like, which makes sense with the theme of this podcast. But then she goes, you're on one path for a while. And then she goes, there's a clear divergence where you do a 360 and go in a whole different direction for the rest of your life. Wow. Now, the question I'm left with is, did that already happen? Mm. Or is it still going to happen? And what does that mean? Wow. So all I can hope is that palm reading isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. That's a lot to take in. Yeah. So... You should get your palm read. It might answer, help you figure out your path. I would love to get my palm read. But yeah, then I'm also terrified. I'm always, like, scared they're going to be like, oof, you're going to die at 40. <laughs> well, they never, they never say that stuff. I know. They, you know don't. I mean? they won't say they that. They don't tell you that. They won't. They won't tell you. Do you believe it? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of into that kind of, like, my opinion on all that stuff is, yeah, sort of. Like, the, <laughs> you know, like my apartment is full of crystals, and I'm kind of into that. <laughs> I've been in the crystal since I was in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, naturally, and, California. <laughs> you know, that's like, I, I really got into that shit while I was out there. And yeah. yeah, like the palm reading, like, I don't know. It's, it makes me hopeful. It's like, I think the prospect of something happening and then shifting course would, is kind of cool. You know, it's yeah. like, I, wonder what, I wonder what that would be. It's this podcast, then, probably. This is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> My next interview will be uh, Barack Obama. This, <laughs> this, uh, and then. I don't know. And then, like, yeah, like astrology, like, for, like, we're, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a Virgo. You're a uh, Cancer? No, I'm a Taurus. Taurus. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the third thing tonight I remember. So much... <laughs> <laughs> you're so much more than a Virgo, though. What does that mean? I, Virgos are a good sign. No, no, Virgo. No, yes. Your sun yeah. sign is a Virgo. But you have yeah, so yeah. many other aspects to your, to your chart that, like, lean into who you are. Oh, that's right. You've been reading charts. I actually, I wasn't trying to lead you into this. I forgot about that for a second. You've, you've been leading, you've been doing charts, right? You've I mean, been... like, I've been doing it extremely amateurly. Like, I literally just started um, probably a month ago getting really into it because of a book I got. Um, What's the book called? It's called You Were Born for This by um, Chani Nicholas, who is, like, uh, a queer astrologer. So I just, like, love how um, 
she she's like a social activist also um astrologer somewhat she's like all about social um, justice and and things like that and there's so many i've always been into astrology since i was younger but um and every book that i've had i actually pulled one out from the one that i had in high school and it's very hetero it's like um every there was one thing about Taurus men and the kind of perfect woman they have would be like someone who always cooks for them and cleans for them. And <laughs> it's just outrageous <laughs> to me. It's crazy. So um, the way Chani writes is like much more realistic um, to, yeah. to my reality. Um, but I actually did look up your chart um, and I won't, I can't say that I, I, I'm like far from actually knowing things, but, um, <laughs> uh, okay. my, ch- so are you going to tell me I'm going to die when I'm 40? Is it that no, kind of, is that no, why you said that? <laughs> no, it's not predictive in oh, that way. Predictive. No, I mean, I'm sure there's some astrologers who, who feel that way. I know there's a lot of astrologers who are like the year 2020 is fucked up and then here we are. So, well, I gotta be honest. You, yeah. you don't need to have special psychic powers to know that the year 2020 is <laughs> but fucked up. But they said up. it before this. All right. Uh, um, <laughs> it's cause like all these planets are doing stuff this year. So there's, yeah. and it's like similar to, um, Past. Mercury's not coming out of retrograde. Sorry. No, it, it actually just finished out of retrograde. I know, I know actually. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so like your sun is like your identity, right? It's like how um kind of oh. um kind of uh, how you see yourself, I guess. I don't know. Again, I'm not I'm far from like knowing what I'm actually talking about. So take no, it with fair a, enough. Take but it I with think... a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> noted, noted. I was going to say, it's like, I don't know how, how, how much of an expert in this stuff can you really be, right? It's subjective, isn't it? Um, some or is that just a really offensive comment I just made to a lot of astrologers out there? <laughs> Potentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, but like your son is all that is like when you're, we all know what our sun sign is, right? For the majority, it's like a whole month long. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but then your, your moon, which is like your body kind of and like how you express yourself is actually in libra which is one of the most social signs and virgos tend to be actually kind of withdrawn and like more um antisocial or introverted so Mm -hmm. it's no surprise that your moon is in libra because you are a lot more extroverted and outgoing and like you can really bring people into conversation um so it's not surprising at all and i was not surprised to see this either so you're your rising sign is your motivation for living life. Um, oh. And <laughs> your rising sign is actually stronger than your sun sign, which is what we all know. But your rising sign is in cancer, which is the most um, emotional and like reflective sign, huh. which know. also doesn't yeah. surprise me about you. So <laughs> I was really interested to see all of that. But um, Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Because after looking that up, it, it, it uh, kind of defined you better than just like the one <laughs> can i appreciate it. thanks for taking the time to even do that i mean yeah. what does it all mean though like uh, it's like <laughs> it's like i'm emotional and then i'm an extrovert because of the moon which makes sense like i get that <laughs> I, I get that in this <laughs> in the sense where like so the, th- the way i feel about the moon ruling us and all that stuff mm-hmm. is if 75% of our body is water and mm-hmm. then the moon affects the tides right yeah. like you you can if you've ever been to like a beautiful uh, you know, open space where there's water, you can see how the, you can literally physically see how the moon impacts the, yes. the tide. Yes. As it rises, the tide changes, right? So it's yeah. like, I can, you, obviously that has to be having some effect on the 
75% of water that's in our body, that's right? right? So it, it, it affects you. Like the movement of the planets affects us. Yes. I, I recently started tracking where the moon is at and, and like journaling how I feel on each day to see if there's um, any sort of correlation between what sign my moon is in, or the moon is in and how I feel. Just, Deep. just to see, just to see those things Has- that you're talking about. Like, has there been the, um i there? literally just only started like two weeks ago so i don't have um, a big like the moon changes every two days or so um in each sign, wow so, um, that's really crazy i mean maybe i should do that too yeah it's just a fun like kind of self-reflective thing um yeah. more than anything and again I, I mean i do this more for fun it's really interesting to me i i don't know what i feel about it but it, it helps me be more reflective about myself and it feels very like healing and meditative for me so what do you do with the information, though? I mean, like, what what are my action items? What do I do? There's uh, so much more to it than the three things that I just told you. Um, yeah. Like, I at, for so long I was like, only I am ex- I am only my son, and that's how I am, and that's what I. <laughs> that's like everything son about me. Son meaning like, and I'm sorry, just be, be like backtrack a little yeah. bit. Like son, son meaning like. Your star sign, yes. what you mean, but yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Yes, we are so like much Virgo, more. Taurus, yeah. Cancer, we're more than that. Yes, we are so much more than that. And like how we respond to things depend on where you're, where um, you're, the planet is, is in what sign when you're born. Um, wow. So for instance, let's see, um, your Mercury, which your Mer- the Mercury is how we like communicate. So the Mer- your mm. Mercury is in Libra. Um, so how you communicate is very like social. Huh. Um that makes that makes sense. And your Venus, which is how we love, is in Leo. And Leo's a very like um center of the stage type of person. Mm. <laughs> so it's no surprise <laughs> to me that you're kind of a hopeless romantic and kind of want or you love very strongly or in relationships <laughs> and I <laughs> I appreciate that you said that. It kind of, it kind of, uh, it strikes me and it moves me. I think anybody listening to this podcast that doesn't know me that well will be like, he doesn't seem like a hopeless romantic. Uh, the guy sounds like he's a shell of a man. But, but I know uh, you well. Yeah, but you know me well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You're, I mean. Yeah. You're a huge romantic. And I think any kind of relationship or like um, even crush that you've had has been like center of your world a little bit. For sure. Yeah. And it's it's interesting to know, like I, I actually, it's funny that you say that about like the star sign not being the only thing that I guess matters because I'd always like read the descriptions. You know, you read like your horoscopes in New York yeah. Times, or whatever, and it's like uh, like Virgo. Like I was like, this doesn't really like. I don't click. Like, like it's not me. Like sort of. It's like yeah. Virgo strives for perfection in right. all areas, and it's like no, and not really. Sort of, I guess you know, yeah. sort of. But that makes sense that there's more elements to yeah. it, and um, you don't have Virgo in any other any other planet except for your son interesting yeah. so i should i should maybe take some time to check out the libra stuff see what that yeah. means. yeah i'll send you i'll send you a picture of, of what i got for you um well, what thanks i have a lot a lot of mine like my sun and my moon and my venus are all in taurus and i very much relate to that tauruses are very grounded and very like stable and yeah. very much like the um I, I tend to find myself as the rock for any kind of community I'm in, whether it's like in my family or at work, like I'm always there for yeah. people. Um, and I would I say that, I mean, knowing you forever, I would agree with that. Like you're, you're, <laughs> I, I've, I've always felt that way about you, that you're always, always there. I mean, I mean, how many times have I 
not spoke to you for like months or even like a year and then like something <laughs> just in the middle of the night it's like Daria I need I need you you know yeah yeah, yeah. I'm always yeah. there I love that about our friendship and other friendships um I have that we can like just not talk for a while and then just get right back in like it ain't no thing yeah well you're such an easy person to uh to to like have in your life because like you're so accepting you. of everybody and um and so sound like in your advice and stuff like that you know what I mean uh-huh. and uh considerate and all those good um, hopefully that's in your chart I don't know yeah. <laughs> what what, what is, else does it, it say about you yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's it I mean my uh my rising is in Scorpio so I can be a little secretive um <laughs> yeah Scorpios are nuts yeah, we're nuts. <laughs> we're so intense. <laughs> Scorpio chicks. That's like somebody's screen name somewhere. Uh, <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. But Scorpios and Taurus are actually very similar as well. We're opposite signs, so there's a lot of similarities there. So I feel like I'm just uh, I'm a grounded uh, there person, a very loyal person. Um, it's sure. a lot in my chart. Yeah. And maybe that's part of like, this sort of like subtleness of the like like I can buy into the idea that there's things about the cosmos that we don't necessarily understand. Yeah. And that maybe that there is this sort of I mean, things in life like are symmetrical, like everything is kind of tied together in a symmetrical way and we're all connected. Right. We all kind of know that. Yeah. Um, anybody that's taken magic mushrooms knows that if you, <laughs> that we're all connected in some way. And like it's like uh, if that's true, then it makes sense that you might the same way you look at the stars as like a blueprint for like how you get mm-hmm. through like a an unfamiliar terrain mm-hmm. like some sort of biblical proverb you know the same way that it makes sense to me that we would be ruled in the way that the moon is, is rules the water mm-hmm. that we can be ruled by these events that take place in time and space right and that are layered accordingly to to kind of shape who, who we are and what we feel and what we do and that, that I, I don't think that's such an outrageous belief to buy in yeah so it's it's very um you know it's vague <laughs> so that's why <laughs> i think i like it too it's like it's nothing is super um succinct or or telling you exactly how it's going to go but um yeah um i can't help but find myself you know <laughs> comparing my friends and figuring out their <laughs> all their information to kind of understand how they might react to something or um yeah yeah there's so much to it but um yeah, it's a lot. Sounds like a good rabbit hole to go down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a massive rabbit hole. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for being one of the early guests on the Real People podcast. Thank God. Thank it's you so for nice having you. me. <laughs> it's really, no, I really appreciate it. Like, it's like, you know, it's nice to come on a show. It's nice of you to do it as my friend since we don't know if anyone's going to hear it. So, <laughs> hey, that's fine. I mean, I just get to hang out with you for a couple hours, and that to me yeah. is great. So, I appreciate that. Uh, maybe yeah. we should let's hang out again once. Uh, you know, we'll get some hazmat suits on or something. And we'll meet up. It'll be all right. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll hang I, out mid twenty twenty two. I'll see you in twenty twenty two. I'm yeah. I'm getting I'm getting like I gotta get out of that habit. I keep doing this like where I'm like I'll I'll see you soon. Like I won't though. No, I won't see you anybody will ever. Not. Yeah. <laughs> but we can see each other in uh, in this yeah. Skype. Yeah, exactly. Who uses Skype? I do. <laughs> Everybody else is using Zoom. Yeah, I'm using. I'm bringing back Skype. Skype, big Skype. Yeah. Yeah, Skype's still good. Yeah. Windows eight, it still it still <laughs> runs fine. Yeah. Uh, but no, but thank you. You know, thanks so much. Yeah. And of course. Um, when when the world returns, I hope I will go to your comedy show in uh, <laughs> in Hell's Kitchen at Bar Nine on Sundays once a month called Homecoming, and uh, I hope that everybody does too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. All right, Daria. See you later. Bye. Bye.
All right, there you have it, folks. That's my guest, Daria Fennis. Check me out on Instagram at InstaGinsburg and go to my website, andrewginsburg.com. See ya.